You are now listening to services at Greater Christ Temple, where the honorable presiding prelate of the Pentecost Assembly of Believers Incorporated is Bishop Carl E. Holland, pastor of Greater Christ Temple Church, located at 210 Hilton in Ferndale, Michigan. It is our sincere purpose that you will gain an insight into the wonderful will of God for you. We are excited that you have joined our listening audience. The missionary and Christian women invite you to join them in their fourth Sunday service on Sunday, January 26, 2014, right here at Greater Christ Temple, 210 Hilton, Ferndale, Michigan, at 4 p.m. Theme, Keeping the Focus, found in Hebrews 12 and 2. The speaker will be Evangelist Vicki Brown from Pontiac, Michigan. Dinner will be served at the morning service. Evangelist Vivian Phillips, chairperson, Bishop Carly Holland, pastor. The Pentecostal Assembly of Believers Incorporated 2014 Midwinter Convention will convene in Jackson, Mississippi, March 12th through the 14th, 2014, at the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Jackson, formerly known as the King Edward Hotel. The location is 235 West Capitol Street, Jackson, Mississippi. Hotel accommodations will be the Hilton Garden Inn. You may make your reservations now at 877-782-9444. Please ask for the PAB block. Plan now to attend. You may register for the convention at www.pabnational.org. Presiding Bishop Carly Holland, prelay and founder. Greater Christ Temple is promoting its just-in-time ministries, featuring recorded CDs of Bishop Carly Holland and other ministers who have graced our pulpit. If you would like a copy of this morning's message or any previous messages, please contact the church office and reference the date and title of the requested message. Contact our church office for CD information or for any of the above mentioned announcements at 248-414-3700 or 248-414-3701. Monday through Friday between the hours of 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Once again, those numbers are 248-414-3700 or 248-414-3701. You may visit us on our website at www.greaterctf.com or our national website at pabnational.org. If you need prayer or have a prayer request, submit your request to us at www.prayeratgreaterctf.com. We have an anointing prayer team awaiting your request. Bishop Carly e. Holland, Sister Sandra Holland, and the entire Greater Christ Temple family welcomes you to our just-in-time ministries. You still have time to make it to our 11.30 a.m. morning worship service. This has been your radio announcer, Sister Bertha People, saying, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. very familiar scripture, this three little verses in St. Matthew chapter uh, 11, and I just want to include a few things here uh, today, uh, and I'm, I'm sure in many cases, things that you probably have never even heard of. Amen. One thing 
and these last and evil days that you do not want to do. And that's to be derelict and to be empty when it comes to the Word of God. The Word of God is the only thing that's going to hold you fast in this day and time. I said it's an anchor. I know what an anchor is. It's an anchor for your soul. So you have to have that Word in you. Amen. It's in the Bible somewhere, yeah, but it got to be in you. <laughs> Amen. The Bible's all right. The Bible's not going anywhere. Hallelujah to God. The devil knows he cannot uh, remove one jot or tittle out of anything that the Lord has said. So he does, he's not worried about the Bible. He's worried about people receiving the Word of God and hiding it in their heart in the time of walking with God and in the time of their need. In St. Matthew chapter number 11, very familiar verse, verse 28. Say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I, somebody shout I, I. will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. Learn what kind of yoke that you have at your advantage. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I just simply want to preach from the subject this morning. Thank God for Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. When nothing else would help, I said, thank God for Jesus. When nobody else can feel the bill, I said, thank God for Jesus. Am I in the right church here? I said, thank God for Jesus. We have rest in him, but we don't come here to rest. <laughs> yeah, we come here to worship God. I'm watching some folk had their arm on their pew since they've been in here. Amen. This is not the comfort in. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah to God. You'd be surprised what God uh, not only has uh, yet to do that he has promised, but you'd be surprised by studying the word of God, you'd be surprised what God has already done in keeping his promises. Sometimes we can be so one-sided and looking for the coming of the Lord. And I agree with Brother Duran, and I know he believes that because you can tell the way he sings it. That he can't hardly wait. Amen. Until the Lord comes back for us. And we're right there. We're right at the nub. Amen. We're right at the nub. And, uh, uh, you know, I have to take anybody's single opinion. Uh, people are opinionated about a lot of things, and sometimes you can ask a number of people and sometimes almost get that many differences of opinion. But the Bible doesn't need a second to the motion. Amen. Anything that God has already planned and so forth. This Bible said it is so true. It shall come to pass. So you can look around you and uh, uh, know what the Bible said and also 
get some confirmation as to the truth of what the Bible said by just looking around you. Amen. Just looking around you. And uh, you'll see all the signs of the coming of the Lord and so on and so forth are being fulfilled to the letter and to uh, the T. So anyway, uh, I thank God that uh, this is one of the most confused states that the world has found its position uh, to ever be in. The devil has been a devil all the time, but in these final days before the coming of the Lord, uh, uh, the Bible tells us he's going to uh, increase his uh, personality and uh, he, he's going to become like a roaring lion. He's been a devil all the time. Yeah, but he's going to really get devilish now. We, we can hear it every day, every day on your news, every day that you hear uh, what's going on around you. Amen. You can see all of these atrocities. And those things just don't come uh, by human nature only, but it comes through human nature when it is driven by the wickedness of a wicked devil. Amen. A lot of these things that you're hearing every day, I mean, it's some wicked stuff. Yeah, anytime you can shoot a baby, amen, that's wicked. Yeah, that's not, that's not everyday routine things. Even people out there, they abhor things like that when they hear those kinds of things. Of course, uh, it has to run its course. But one thing that I do thank God for, amen, I thank him for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, while Jesus is a person, uh, he is God's personage. He's not a person apart from God. The Bible already told you, apart from whom there is no God. Amen. But you have to stay with the Bible. Amen. So he's a person, uh, but he's not another person separate from God. Amen. This is why uh, we want people to know that it's the, and the Bible already told you that when you look at Jesus, uh, you're seeing God, but you're seeing uh, you're seeing uh, a God in a human form. Amen. That's what you call a manifestation. It's God, but this time, instead of uh, coming in his pure form that no man can look on and live, amen, he masks himself, and he houses himself and clothes himself in human form. Same God. Amen, same God. Somebody asked questions over the years. They wanted to know if God was here on earth, who was up in heaven. Amen, the same one. In fact, I can show you a scripture where Jesus supports the fact Amen. That uh, uh, while he's here on earth, he's still in heaven. Amen. As a spirit, God is everywhere. The Bible told you that. Amen. So if you take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost parts of the earth, thinking you're escaping the presence of God, so when you get there, you're going to find him there. Hallelujah. But uh, at the same time, that God that we understand in his spirit form, we cannot approach him. We cannot satisfy him. We cannot totally obey him. Amen. And this is why I'm thinking that same God for not casting us away, not just destroying everything, but deciding to be a savior of everything as opposed to destroying everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
And the way he does it, I said, the same God. Jesus said that there's no difference. He said, when you see me in this human form, he wants you to know that you still see him that sent him. And the one that sent him is the very spirit of God itself. In fact, God did not just send Junior uh, down to earth. He didn't send Junior down to earth. Junior was born on earth. I ain't going to get no help in here. Amen. He didn't send Junior down to earth. Amen. Junior, uh, uh, the son of God, uh, has his start on earth. It was in the mind of God before the world was ever created. But I said he was born, not formed. He was born. He did not pre-exist. People teach you the pre-existence of Christ. There was not a pre-existence of Christ. You have to understand. Anytime that the Bible is talking beyond uh, uh, the creation of this earth about the sonship or about Christ, he's talking about Christ being real in the future sense uh, because it has already been concluded in the mind of God. In the beginning was the Word. Amen. And uh, uh, it wasn't just from the beginning. What that scripture means is that Jesus existed in the mind of God as a thought and then apply a plan, an idea, concept. He, he existed in the mind of God. Watch this now. Before the foundation of the world, he was as a lamb slain before the sacrifice, the, uh, uh, the taking the place of those that would uh, let him be their savior, that was already concluded in the mind of God, I said, before the foundation of the earth. And that's because God was making this wonderful creation, but at the same time in making this creation, <clears throat> he was making creatures that were subject through temptation to go out of the will of God. God set them in an environment, set Adam in an environment that there was nothing there to lure him uh, out of God's creative planning and uh, creation. Uh, there was nothing there that should lead Adam out of the very will of God. This is why God communed with him. Amen. Communed with him and and it came down the cool of the evening and so forth. Show you the rich fellowship, communion that existed between God and as Adam representing the uh, human family. But when, uh, as long as Adam did that, everything was excellent. Amen. Par excellent. But when Adam disobeyed God, and this is because, as you've heard over and over and should hear all the time, how that we all got into this fix that the human family and all of creation, really, the, the things that grow, the animal world, as well as the human family, all of us were plunged into a degradation position that God never created us to be in that place. And so I came to tell you today, I just want to share a couple of things with you out of the word of God to help you on your way to understand what all of this is about. <clears throat> After the uh, Lord had created the nations of the earth, then God uh, formed or created. Uh, uh, Jesus is a, a special creation, amen, of God himself. 
And that's what God did with the nation that we call the nation of the Jews. And God took them, and uh, uh, it's amazing what God can do. Amen. Everybody that's living in sin and everybody that's living without hope and everybody in the world is living without a, a, a true understanding of God because the world is more mixed up in the complexity about God than they are the, the inventions and things. They, they, they come together more on that. Different countries, uh, they have these missiles and satellites and things going up and so forth. China sends something up, they'll ask America, how did you do this, that, and the other, and so on and so on and so forth. Russia and so on. So they can, they can collaborate more in those uh, 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 material things than they are able to agree on the oneness of this great God. But uh, that's no excuse. Amen. Uh, I thank God for Jesus because that the coming of Jesus means that all excuses have been nailed to the tree. He took all the steam, all of the, all of the heat out of all excuses. Amen. People have excuses. I preached just not too many weeks ago, excuse, but not excused. Amen. Because Jesus came and took all of the sting out of everybody's excuses. So if he took all of the steam out of everybody's excuses, everybody's excuses, then that makes him the answer. Amen. And Jesus is the answer. Amen. I'm talking about for the whole world. Hallelujah to God. And that's why in the end, you're going to have believers in Jesus that's going to be people of every nation. Every kindred, amen, and every tongue, amen. He's going to uh, bear an eternal witness unto himself that if you had only understood that you should have been grateful for a gift like me. You should have been grateful for a gift like the Lamb of God. You should have been thankful for a gift like the Savior of the world. Because the end result is that in that new kingdom that's going to be eternal, there's going to be people representing every nation. I said every nation. People, kindred, and tongue. So that's what this invitation uh, from the Lord himself <clears throat> is all about here on today. And I thank God that while time is running out, Amen. But I thank God that this invitation still stands good today, even while we're sitting here in this place. So I want you to know that what God did, he started with a nation. Out of all the nations that had fallen, he took another nation. Always remember this. The Jews with all their ceremonies and all this type of thing. Amen. And those things are valid because they came from the mind of God. But I just want you to understand today that uh, uh, those things even were not given uh, under Moses. Those things were not given to be the eternal uh, example. Those things were given for a pattern. Yeah. Amen. God was through the nation of Israel. He wanted to teach all of the other nations. This is what made them is what Paul referred to and others as the head nation. Amen. Among the nations of the earth. 
And that's because God dealt with them specifically. It's just like all of us in here with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. We're filled and in the church of God, triumphant. Amen. Uh, people that don't have the experience that we have, they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Amen. They can't appreciate what you're talking about. And, and they're excited for you. Said, oh, you, you seem so satisfied. Yeah, that's what you'll be if you get it. <laughs> but you can't be on the outside and have the appreciation of somebody that's on the inside. That's just common sense. And so what the law was, the law did not make anything perfect. That's what the Bible said. But the law is the foundation of not only life in this world, but the law is the foundation throughout eternity. God is going to have a civilization, an eternal civilization. Amen. Nobody will ever kill anybody over there. Amen. There won't be a liar in town. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. And all these other things that we hear is going to be a clean and a pristine environment. It's called being holy because he is holy. Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Nobody can change us from what we are to what God wants us to be. Except through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. As profound as uh, the Israelites got up under God's law, many of them. You always have people that's not going to do whatever you tell them. But that was their code of ethics, was the law that was given unto them by Moses. And while that law was given unto them by Moses, uh, it was to be an example or a pattern unto the other nations of the earth. Now watch this. While God was using them specifically, amen, God was using them specifically, uh, we, we have a police department, but everybody that feels like taking the law in their own hands don't have the authority as those that are members of the police department. Amen. They're not authenticated. Amen. And, uh, uh, but there, when those that are so moved by the regulations and rules of law and so forth and order, and I, I thank God for, the, for rules and order. Amen. Thank God for rules and order. Can't nobody just come in and take what they want out of your house and say, well, I'll be back now the third and, let's see, third of next month. Yeah, I can't make it Tuesday, but I'll be, no, you don't want, no, you don't want nobody doing that. Amen. But uh, uh, those that will conform, the police department will take anybody uh, to a degree that would like to be a law enforcement officer if they meet all of the qualifications, the rules, regulations, ordinances, and what have you. And so uh, while God was dealing with the Jews emphatically, that's what they were to do by their obedience and carrying out of the law and so on and so forth. They were to show a distinct difference between themselves and all of the other nations of the earth. All nations were worshipers in some form or another, but no nation had the reality of serving the one true God. So that's what made Israel so important. Hallelujah. And uh, even the laws that were given unto them, they couldn't keep them. That's why God, and the reason why they couldn't keep them, Paul said, is because of the weakness of the flesh. 
Yeah. And I'm talking to people that, that, that's out there today, and most of them have just been told, if you just receive Jesus and believe him in your heart by faith, said at that point in time that God will save you forevermore. And that is not true. Amen. Amen. That's not true. Uh, you, you, there, there is no shortcuts. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to give us all of this, uh, Jesus' flesh cried out, Father, if it be possible. Oh, I know I'm right in here. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is Jesus. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the Savior. This is the deliverer. And he is saying, amen, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. I want you to know that that was only uh, the, the weakness of the flesh. Amen. But he had to come. The flesh didn't make him weak. He still did it. The flesh didn't make him weak. It's only showing us the weakness of the flesh, the inability of the flesh. Amen. That was the will of God for him. Amen. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. That was the will of God for him. Hallelujah to God. And that's what the laws of God require. The laws of God require the will of the God for the rest of us, all of us. And while he was demonstrating that uh, uh, the flesh is weak, he said, but the spirit, talking about God's spirit, is willing. Hallelujah to God. And that's why he, he rallied over the flesh and said, not as I will. He said, nevertheless, amen, if it can be removed, it can be taken away, amen, there's no way around this. Then he just stood up to the challenge in the spirit and said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. And this is why Jesus is making this appeal to uh, uh, everybody, amen, all nations, all creatures, amen, that, uh, in the human realm that want to have everlasting life. It's an open invitation. Uh, this is not to everybody else. This is, he's inviting you to come. Right. Yeah, if you don't have him and you want him, come to him. If, if you don't have him and you want to be saved, obey him. If you, if, if, you, if you want it and don't have it, and those that do have it and do understand it, let us help you. It's just that simple. And it doesn't make any difference what you may have done in time past. Because the devil, he will hang that up before you. Make you ashamed. Amen. Even after I believe God in an unusual way. No uh, urging, no altar call, nothing like that. And I believed it and so on and so forth. And then when I got right next door to the church that I was recommended to go to in order to receive what I had believed, then the enemy came along and, and began to hang up my little stuff there. Yeah, you know, you don't belong over in no place like that. And he even used the word sanctified. He don't, he don't like that word. Yeah, he don't like that word. He said, you know, that's a sanctified church over there. Yeah, and I said, yeah, that's the kind I'm looking for. Hallelujah. Amen. But he tried to hang up all of this and so on and so forth. So I can take the sting out of that, uh, 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 that thing that the devil's trying to use to people. There's none good. Yeah, I'll take the sting out of it like that. There's none good. No, not one. That's what the Bible said. 
So nobody has to look at what they may have done and all this kind of stuff and say, no, I know I don't, I don't qualify. None of us qualify. Lo, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, some that you see uh, manifesting that they have a certain amount of, of uh, stability and so on and so forth, and they do. Yeah, when, when, when you live right, people think you're a hypocrite and all of that, and they don't try to credit what they know you are. They try to find something that they know you're not. Amen. Amen. But, but give credit where it's due. Amen. Person used to be X, Y, Z, and they're not that anymore. Give them that credit. Hallelujah to God. Don't try to take what they used to do and what they used to be and try to tear down the whole thing. So anyway, got to hurry on here, but I just want you to know, how do we get to Christ? Well, first of all, I told you that God started out with Israel. Amen. Started out with Israel, and uh, he made a promise to Abraham. Amen. And it was a promise that went far beyond Israel. Hallelujah to God. Amen. That's why people in this dispensation of grace that want to be saved, uh, that are Jews by birth, don't think you have it made just because you're Jews by birth only. Now, if you keep the Mosaic covenant and other things and so on and so forth, even though God has cast them away, amen, he hasn't destroyed them or annihilated them. Amen. But what they are trying to observe even today, even that is supposed to lead them to Christ Jesus. The law was a schoolmaster. A schoolmaster is a teacher, amen, like Brother Johnson over there. Amen. Taught school for a long time. And uh, we have some here that were affected also by his teaching in school. But that's what the schoolmaster is in the Bible. The law could show you what to do. Amen. He could teach, teach the course, whatever his courses were, to his class. Amen. But they had to take the test for themselves. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. It would be wonderful if, if, if he taught it and then uh, said, don't worry about it. Amen. I'm going to fill out everybody's test. Amen. Everybody going to pass this one. Hallelujah. It just doesn't work like that. So the law could show them what God wanted, but the law only could not help them to be what the law was calling for. Amen. So why? Well, because, amen, even though they had the law and they had that advantage over everybody else, other people was out worshiping only God knows what. Amen. Because it, it was in the human nature to, to have a dependency to live in this world on something greater than yourself. Hallelujah. And so when they didn't know the true God, then they began to use, the Bible said, their own imagination. Hallelujah. And when they lose, use their own imagination, then they're not going north toward God. They're going south, farther away from God now. Amen, because it's just not in a man to direct, uh, help me, Holy Ghost, to direct his own steps. Thank God for Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So I want to let you know today, amen, that God uh, promised even before the call of Abraham, amen, after the fall, God promised, amen, made a covenant back then. Amen, that there was a seed that was coming into the world. Hallelujah. And just to make the uh, illustration short, 
that's going to rectify Amen. This great falling away. Amen. Not just not just uh, uh, just disobedience and all that. This this was uh, a contradictory position against the very God Himself. Hallelujah. Amen. When God says yes, and Adam even doubted and was in a position where he could even be tempted to go up against the solidity or solidarity. I want to say of God Himself. So this was a deep thing. This was nothing, just some casual something that could have a little repair and a little mending and all is well. Uh-uh. This, this, this brought about eternal. Can you imagine the number of souls that's going to be lost throughout all of eternity? Amen. Because of one man's disobedience by the name of Adam. Hallelujah. So I just came to tell you today that God promised as soon as the fall uh, took place, uh, and uh, uh, he promised that there was going to be a seed. There's going to be one that's going to come into the world to turn this all around. So anyway, uh, after the fall and things progressed and so forth, and God's going to set up this one particular nation, amen, and then he raises up a man called Abraham, amen, and told, uh, told uh, Abraham, uh, that uh, out of his seed said all of the families, that's what Jesus is inviting everybody. Amen. All of the families of the earth shall be blessed out of this one person. Amen. Out of this one individual. Out of this one seed. Hallelujah. And so from the time of Abraham, amen, and the promise that was made to Abraham was nothing on Abraham's part. Abraham didn't contribute Amen to anything. God just chose Abraham and the line of his seed. Amen. Because of Abraham's individual faith in God. Hallelujah. And then we see even after Abraham had faith in God, we see that Abraham wasn't able, amen, to live on God's standard. Amen. But I came to tell you today, amen, that a promise that came down through Abraham. That's why I thank God for Jesus. Amen. Jesus fulfills the promise that God made unto Abraham that all of the families of the earth can and shall be blessed. So anyway, when uh, uh, you have Abraham and then you move from Abraham and uh, uh, we get to Moses, amen, and we get to Moses and, and, and he's selected and chosen by God uh, to, to receive the commandments of the law of God for Israel. Amen. At the Mount of Sinai. And God called him up into the mountain. Amen. But dared any of the rest of them. Amen. To even so much as put their foot on the mountain. Amen. And they would be destroyed. So Abraham has, I mean, Moses has some real prominence with God. God is going to uh, give him these commandments, conduct, attitude. Amen. When, when, when anything that you get involved in is going to call for certain demeanor. Hallelujah. Amen. You can live in this world, but as, if you want to live in this world, amen, and, uh, and, and be a, a, a member of the body of Jesus Christ, which is his church, there's certain demeanor you have to have. Hallelujah to God. Amen. And so Abraham was the one that God gave these precious commandments to and rules and regulations, uh, which is called the law. 
So he was able to go up in the presence of God, amen, even though that he was born of a woman like everybody else. He was substandard and subpar, amen, before a holy God like everybody else. But God has the right, amen, to make his own choice. And God made choice of Moses, amen, to come up into the mountain. So anyway, he gets the law. Now we have the instruction of the law, and it was given uh, basically to Israel or the Jews. Amen. And that's the advantage that they had over all the other nations. And the reason why they had it is because God was specifically showing them how much obedience to his law, amen, is involved. Adam took what he knew to be right, and he treated it more casually. Amen. Didn't even see the significance. If no way in the world Adam would have done what he did if he could have seen the results of his disobedience. Amen. To the will of God. So Israel, while God knew that they could not keep it of themselves, along with the law, he gives them a substitutionary system. Amen. You cannot. God would not maintain his holiness. He would not maintain his righteousness. Amen. If he allowed sins to go unpunished. Hallelujah. Amen. So anyway, uh, uh, knowing that through the weakness of the flesh, that just giving the law out like that was not going to be the answer for the world. And so this is why immediately along with it, he also gives the substitutionary system. So Moses had to teach them, amen, if you did certain things, you bring a lamb. You did certain things, you bring a bullock. You did certain things, you bring a pigeon. Amen. You, you bring certain things, you even bring a dove. Amen. Amen. You do certain things, you bring a heifer. Amen. And all the, the goats and whatever. And that's how they had to uh, do in order to be used by God to set this uh, righteous standard for the families of the earth. <clears throat> and that was only uh, temporary. Now, the laws of God are going to endure forever. That's what's being happening, uh, taking place in our lives now, those of us that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. We're living a totally different life than we were accustomed to living before we were in Christ. And that's because the righteousness of the law, now that still, amen, exists and will exist throughout eternity. God is going to someday come and change us, amen, from this vile nature that wants to do everything but what God told it to do. He's going to change it to his divine nature, amen, that is only in a position to want to do what God wants it to do. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, yes. So anyway, I got to hurry on here. But after, after uh, Moses, and then Moses built the tabernacle. Amen. When Moses built the uh, tabernacle, now the tabernacle really shut the people out. Amen. It shut the people out. Amen. And uh, there were things that only could be done by the high priest and the high priest alone. Amen. There were others uh, that uh, went on to become members of the priesthood, and, and God was very strict on that. Amen. If you was not of the tribe of Levi, amen, you could not be in the priesthood. 
Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And then they also had not only priests, amen, but they also had others that were in servitude type positions that had just as much restrictions, amen, on them as all of the rest. So that was the tabernacle. That is to express to the world that God is a holy God. Amen. And God in, uh, is desiring holiness. Amen. Now, when it gets way over to the church now, that's a different thing now. Amen. Because we can thank God for Jesus. Amen. That all these things represented. Amen. Now, the criteria, amen, that God uh, uh, is looking for is that without holiness, amen, no man shall see the Lord. Hallelujah. But anyway, after uh, the, the laws of Moses and so forth, and this is what I want to share with you because a lot of people don't even realize, amen, that Moses was responsible for his tabernacle, but his tabernacle was only all uh, 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 ordinances and, and all types of works and so forth. The priest had to do this, and amen, before he could offer, he had to put blood behind his right ear and his right thumb and his big right toe and all of that. All of those things had to be done in order for them to serve in Moses' tabernacle. Hallelujah. So what God did, amen, uh, and I want you to know the Jews turned down Jesus in preference of them uh, doing what Moses said. Amen. Uh, uh, but you never see in the Bible where anybody calls, uh, I, I think, Moses my rock. Amen. You didn't, you didn't hear nobody calling Moses nothing like that. That's because they've taken Moses out of his character. Hallelujah. Moses was chosen of God. He did bring and, and give the commandments of God, not just the Ten Commandments, but other ordinances as well. Amen. So what God did, once that was done, then God's going to move on a little farther now. So God goes from one person to another, and this person is going to have a tabernacle also. And so God goes past Moses, and he gets to David. Hallelujah. Amen. Moses came out of the tribe of Benjamin. Amen. But God's got to have somebody out of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. Amen. So he goes to David and David came out of the tribe of uh, Judah. So now the law is in existence and all of that and so forth. And the Jews got so far away from that. They quit even having different uh, feast days. It could have in uh, Passovers and, and, uh, and so on and so forth. Amen. And then God raises up a young man by the name of David. Hallelujah to God. Now, David is going to go farther in the things of God than Moses could ever have done. But nobody is singing David, my rock, either. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when they saw David and knew David and understood David, they said, David is one of us. Amen. We need somebody more than us. Amen. We got to have somebody like a, a Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So anyway, amen, when David came along, David not only had a tabernacle of David, amen, in Mount Sinai. I was on Mount Sinai. It's not a big mountain. It's more like a hill. Amen. But he had, a, he had, uh, he had the, uh, uh, his first tabernacle was on, on Mount Sinai. Amen. And in David's tabernacle, he went a little farther, amen, than what Moses and them had done. Amen. Moses, the priest did everything. The people just, if whatever they needed the priest to pray for, the priest to put on the altar 
for them or whatever. Amen. Uh, the priest uh, judged uh, them if they had things that were concerned and so on and so forth. That's what went along with Moses' uh, tabernacle. But David's tabernacle, amen, his wasn't a big structure and everything. His was a tent. But in David's tabernacle, amen, he had uh, what eventually was taken out of Moses' tabernacle, and that was the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. When you take the ark out, you don't have any place to meet God and ask God for his mercy. Amen. Or whatever it was that you may have said or done. Hallelujah. So what David did, he had a tent, amen, in his tabernacle, but he put the ark of the covenant in there. Yeah, we don't have nothing. We want something that we can get to God. Amen. Amen. Because uh, uh, self-righteousness, amen, isn't going to rise to that level that God is going to hear anybody, amen, on the grounds of what they are able to produce. Hallelujah. So anyway, then David had a, another uh, tabernacle. Amen. The, the first one was representing the law of Moses and uh, uh, the people uh, themselves could participate in certain areas of, of David's uh, tabernacle in the tent. Amen. Then he had another that was on one hill, and then he had a, over in another place, he built a second tabernacle. And the first tabernacle, they went in there, and they could literally worship and so on and so on and so forth. And in the second tabernacle that David had, amen, they could also go over there and not only uh, just pray and sing praises to God, amen, but they could really give God praise and so forth in the second little tent. Now, all three of those, Moses' uh, tabernacle and David's two tabernacles, amen, both of these were just signs of him that should come. But I want you to know we get more out of, out of David, amen, than we get out of, out of, uh, out of Moses, amen, because the one that's going to come to, to be the answer, we haven't got the answer through Moses or David yet, amen, but the one that's coming to be the answer, he's coming out of the tribe of Judah. Oh, bless his great name. Hallelujah. And that's why, that's why in spite of all David was and Swan's Bathsheba and all this kind of thing, amen, God still favored David, amen, as, the, as the, his choice out of the house of Judah. And I came to tell you this today, amen, not only is the Savior of the world coming down out of the house of Judah, amen, but David is in that royal line. Amen. And so this is why Jesus in the Bible was also not called the son of God only, but he was referred to as the son of David on occasions because he is going to come down through this accepted line. Amen. That God had in choosing David. And this is why when David was just a little lad, amen, he went out to check on his brothers out there and see how they was uh, faring with the war. And when they got out there, he found out they was in bad shape. Most of them had fled back to their tents and was hiding in their tents, amen, because the Philistines had raised up a giant champion, amen. And when he walked, amen, everybody listened, amen. And he was walking around there, amen, and not only telling people what he was going to do. See, you can measure a person, amen, by what they say. The Bible said even a fool is known by the multitude of his words. A lot of people, amen, they have a lot of bark, but they have very little bite. Hallelujah to God. Amen. But when they heard Goliath talking, amen, he was walking around and who next? Amen. Amen. I can't find one. Send me 30 of y'all out here. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And that's when God uh, uh, planned the timing so that here comes David. Oh, hallelujah, God. Amen. While the giant, this champion, is boasting all these things. I'm getting where I'm going. Hallelujah. Amen. But I just came to tell you today, amen, that David had these two tabernacles. They're called uh, Davidic tabernacles in your Bible. You find them in Chronicles. Hallelujah. Amen. And they took the people farther. Amen. Amen. And, and there's a symbol in there. Amen. I don't care how righteous the law was. Amen. This human did the, the, the uh, pleaded uh, nature, amen, uh, it, 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 it just took away our ability. God could tell us all day long what he wants, amen, and, 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 and by our best efforts, we're just not able to give it to him. Hallelujah. That's where all those old prayers got into a lot of those worldly churches. Lord, amen, I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, uh, here I come on my sin-bended knees. That ain't no kind of prayer to no holy God. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants somebody to come before him. So, Lord, I thank you for what you did. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So we got to change some things around here. Hallelujah. So David said all, you know, putting the blood on the ear and, and, and butchering this one and so forth. All that is good. Amen. But we need to give God some more than that. So they came to his tabernacles where the word was read to them and explained to them. Hallelujah. Amen. And I just want to say this today. Even in these last days, you have to be careful. Amen. I'm talking about as a real child of God, you have to be careful. Amen. Trying to win people to Christ. Amen. Some people think, amen, if you sing like them and act like them and dress like them and, 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 and talk like them and, and walk like them, that you can help them. Amen. That's why, well, I won't call his name, but I stood one of my good friends that was preaching here. I didn't do it openly, but I sure did it back there. Amen. Because he, he, he made a misstep and said that Jesus became a crackhead for all crackheads. Amen. Jesus didn't become no crackhead. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus wasn't no cigar smoker and all that kind of stuff. And my point is this. Amen. Just like you. Amen. Just to get your family to come and try to get them saved and so on and so forth. You can't go but so low. Amen. To get them to, get them to come. Hallelujah to God. Some people in trying to get them to come will even go to their church. Amen. Amen. When I go to church, I'm, I'm duty bound before God. I have my own place in the house of God. And I'm supposed to be in my place in the house of God. Now, uh, if they're having something in the afternoon or something like that, that's different. It doesn't intrude on what God wants you to be doing. But anyway, amen, that brings us up to the place now. Amen. There's some things that God is going to work through David that he's not even going to work through Moses, that he's not even going to work through Abraham uh, uh, only from the standpoint that the seed is going to come up out of the loins of Abraham. In, in, in thy uh, seed, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. And so we get down to David now. We're up to David now. Amen. God takes a totally different uh, stance for David than he did either one of the other two. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Takes him as a, as a youth. 
And uh, the Bible doesn't give his age, but a stripling. He's in, he's in his early teens, maybe 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there, and takes this little lad. And on the way to defeating, amen, Goliath, which symbolically is a type of Jesus eventually defeating the devil, hallelujah, he prepares him along the way. Amen. While he's going, amen, on the way to with some uh, food for his brothers and so on and so forth. Amen. Here comes a lion. Amen. Here comes a, uh, a bear, rather, I should say. Amen. And here comes this bear. And the bear is a symbol, amen, of all of the nations. Amen. Are symbolized by the bear. Amen. And, and the Bible said, and you got to remember this, it was not David. David was no Superman. Amen. David was like any other man or any other person, the Lord delivered him. Yeah. Amen. The, the, the Lord delivered him out of the paw of the bear. So that's a type of nation. Amen. And then uh, uh, the uh, Bible uh, tells us how that the lion came. Amen. And uh, the, the lion came. Amen. Also, and God delivered him out of the paw of the lion. Hallelujah. Amen. And that, that has references to all types of authorities and, and things of that nature. Amen. But when he got down there where the giant was, amen, now God uh, and David uh, wasn't all shook up and all like that because of the experiences that God has brought him through. Amen. Now, let me help you all out here right quick. Amen. As you walk with God from day to day, amen, sometimes you hit it like you know you should, and other times you don't hit it like you know you should. You can't employ a whole lot of grace and stuff like that. So, well, I thank God for his grace and mercy. Amen. What, what has to be done is just pray and ask God for forgiveness. Hallelujah to God. Amen. If you pray and ask God for forgiveness, this Bible said if you ask him, said he will. Hallelujah. Amen. But here's the thing. If, if you don't pray and ask God for forgiveness, amen, up to a certain point at least, he doesn't kick you out of the door. Hallelujah to God. But I'll tell you one thing. Amen. He can't let any deed go unpunished. Amen. And that's where when you're walking along, all of a sudden things start happening. Amen. The last thing in the world you wanted to happen, it starts happening. Amen. And one thing about God, he's so good. Amen. He won't let you pass out. Amen. He won't let you die. Amen. He's going to see that you go through it. Because when you go through it, amen, then that brings you back to the place of real servitude and God doesn't hold anything against you because when you do it like that, he casts it into the sea of forgetfulness never to remember it against you anymore. Hallelujah. And even though it was there, amen, you can rise up because, amen, you have this new, amen, grace in God. Amen. And now you can continue on up the king's highway. So that's what David's two tents represented that you could not get from Moses' tabernacle. Moses' tabernacle was just all form and fashion. Amen. The priests knew when to turn. They knew how many to have and all that. Amen. Just for the putting away of sin, they had to go through all of those particular things. Oh, but I want you to know something else. Amen. That God promised uh, David because uh, of being delivered out of the paw, the bear, the lion, and then eventually out of the hand of Goliath the giant. Hallelujah. And that's what, see, every time God takes you through whatever you're going through, amen, don't murmur and complain. He's making you better. 
Hallelujah, God. He's making you better. Lord, here comes this, here comes this bill, and I don't have no money. Hey, Amen. That's not the first time you haven't had any money. That's not the first time you had anybody. You're acting like something strange is going on. Yeah. If you live where I live, hey, amen, you know something about not having money all the time. Hey, amen. But when you don't have it, that's when the Lord can step in. Hallelujah. Amen. And let you see who's who. Hallelujah. So anyway, this is all symbolized here in, in David's uh, two tabernacles there. Amen. Two tents. Amen. Couldn't go into, amen, the holy of holies and all that. Only the priests, only those that were selected could do that. Amen. But when David, amen, made his, amen, he put it down so every man, every man, amen, amen. When I say every man, everybody, amen, that wanted to get back to God and wanted to give God praise, hallelujah, amen. His second uh, uh, tent, amen, it was conducted more for praise and hymns, amen, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, then uh, God gives uh, David this promise. Amen. And he tells him, amen, that out of his seed, amen, Jesus is called the seed of the woman. He's called David's seed and so on and so on and so on and so forth. But out of his seed, amen, shall he come forth, amen, and it's Judah, amen, that is going to be the favored nation out of which he shall come. And this is why, amen, uh, you read about Jesus going into Judea. Amen. And all these other scriptures, amen, that are lining up. But I came to tell you this, amen, that Jesus, amen, is going to be the third tabernacle now. Amen. Amen. Moses' tabernacle, amen. David had two. I'm just calling them one, but he had two. Amen. And then we have another one when Jesus comes. Jesus is the true tabernacle. Amen. Which God pitched. Yeah, we don't have to worry about, amen, what the, uh, and, and the true tabernacle recognizes that Moses' tabernacle, Moses' tabernacle gave us an understanding, amen, of the decisive uh, decisions that God has made for conduct, amen. It, uh, thou shalt not kill, that's still good, amen. Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law. He said, but I came to fulfill it. I'm, I'm going to fix things so that real believers and real worshipers, amen, can worship him now in spirit and in truth. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. So I came to tell you today that this is uh, the blessedness. Amen. So Jesus is the true tabernacle now. Amen. He's better than anything that Moses contributed. Amen. He's better. He fulfilled what Moses contributed. Amen. He's better than David's tabernacles. And God, while Jesus, amen, rose and this same Jesus, God had made him both Lord and Christ. All that means is all of God that you're ever going to see. Amen. Is the one that's sitting on the throne because we can't look at God that's now sitting on the throne and think we can look at him and endure all of that splendor and glory. Amen. But when we get there, amen, we're going to see. Amen.